another dimension, another time and space. A parallel universe is falling on its face. When out of the chaos, who else could it be? But the animal adventurers from SPACE! Bucky! Captain Bucky O'Hare! Mutants and aliens and toads beware! You're looking for adventure with this is Hello and welcome to SMPD Podcast, where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Uh, and this is about the fucking third or fourth time we've tried to do this recording. So <laughs> just bear with us, listeners. Like, we're we're way past our normal scheduled start time. This has just been a bit of a fucking nightmare. So anyway, hopefully you will all get to hear this because this week we are looking back at Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. Yeah, now this one, I was quite looking forward to this because I remember when I um, when it first came out, which was, on, uh, which was about 91, um, I remember my cousin was massively into it and I wasn't that bothered. I sort of watched quite a bit of it with him, but I wasn't really that interested. And then I think I saw it again, would have been 15 plus years ago. It was on one of the um, the, the kids' channels on Sky. Um, and I caught one of them and I was like, oh, right, okay, I remember this. I'll give it a look. And I, I got really into it to a point where I Sky Plused it. And I was like, anytime I had a spare hour or so, I was going back to it and watching through. I mean, it's only 13 episodes. It didn't take a great deal of time. But I got really hooked on it, and I, I, rem- I remember thinking it was really good. So then, coming back to it this time, I was quite excited, and um, as I say, I won't bury it too much. I really enjoyed it. There were some problems with it, but I really enjoyed sitting down and watching it. Yeah. Um, so I've only really watched it as a kid, and now this is my the first time I've revisited. You know, what quite a lot of these shows that we've done, I I own on DVD or I've gone back and looked for. Um, yeah. But I never really revisited Bucky O'Hare. I'm not sure why. Um, because I do remember at the time being quite into Bucky O'Hare. Um, you know, it was another one of those anthropomorphic action shows, you know, like Turtles and Biker Mice and, you know, Cowboys and Moon Maces. So this was really popular. And, you know, it, it was one of the first ones through the door after Turtles as well. So, yes, I, I, you know, I had the Turtles action figures and I remember having the Bucky O'Hare action figures as well. And, you know, as you do as a kid, just using the two kind of interchangeably. So I yeah. could have Bucky O'Hare fighting the Turtles and stuff like that. So, so I did yeah, get quite into the... it. The, the, the action figures they were quite similar as well they were they were similar sort of construction very they were similar. they were very yeah. like they were they were quite thick plastic they were quite heavy for the, yeah. for the size of them because they, they were only well four or five inch tall weren't they and they, they were, were massive yeah. but they they were very they were very solid i think it's probably the best way that, if you were describing a baby you describe it as solid to say to not say it's fat it, it was the same sort of thing it was just like you know, they were very chunky they were very robust and you could kick the living fuck out of other toys with them I had no idea you were not supposed to call a baby fat. Um, no, no, you can call them chubby. You can, you know, you can call them uh, call them robust. You can call them solid. You're not allowed to say fat because parents get upset apparently. Okay, life lesson learned today. Um, yeah. Although but, yeah. to be fair, my godmother did say I had a lopsided face. My mother didn't speak to her for a year, so you know. I don't think you have a lopsided face. Oh, I very much do. It's fine. I can't say I've ever noticed that you have a lopsided <laughs> face, and I look at your face a lot, so it can't yeah, be that well, bad. Well, to be fair, when when you're in pictures, you tilt your head back to the left. When I'm on video, I tilt to the right slightly, so you can't see the uh, the slight dip. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why I do that in pictures. That's just a thing I've always done. Um, but anyway, that is that is way <laughs> off topic, and nobody's fucking interested in your wonky face or my head tilt. This um, is true. Yeah. So so yeah, I remember having the the figures and mixing them, and, yeah. and the figures were amazing, right? Because one of yeah. the one of the things that has stood out about this show, with both on the first watch when I was a kid, I think, which is what attracted me to it, and and on this rewatch, is the character designs. You know, they're so colourful, and there's, yeah. you know, they are quite unique. Like it, it has a look. This, you know, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely had those and I remember that. But then other than that, I've never really thought about Bucky O'Hare in the intervening, you know, hmm. 30 some odd years. I've never really thought of it other than I've occasionally booted up the game now and again uh, yeah. on an emulator, which I know I'm not supposed to do, but you know, we're going to afford an arcade machine, right? Oh, so, yeah. you know, I, I did like that again, the game, very, very reminiscent of the turtles game yes. uh, and the Simpsons game and all of those that were around at the time as well. It was kind of a side scrolling kind of action beat em up sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was really, really cool as well. I specifically yeah. remember having a very good sound, on the arcade cabinet that game it was one that really kind of pulled you in when you saw it so there were all these little things but but i couldn't really remember the show holistically what i could remember was the kind of the, the sting or the chorus if you like from the theme tune you know if you yeah. mentioned bucky O'Hare to me the very first thing i'm going to do is go bucky captain bucky O'Hare. in fact i think it's, it's one of those things that's impossible to just say bucky O'Hare. oh absolutely because you you instantly just hear that tune yeah. um and I mean, what? to be fair as well, I, I talking about the toys. I re, I remember the the theme tune and particularly that bit of it more from the ads for the toys than I do from the show because there was, um, there was a very angry sounding bloke who if you if you I'll try and dig the the um the ad up on on YouTube if I can find it. But there was a very angry sounding bloke singing it because obviously they didn't have the rights to use the the theme tune in the advert, and right. he just sounded like he was so fucked off because this is what his career descended into singing. The Buck Your Hair theme tune unofficially because they wouldn't pay, they wouldn't get somebody to do it properly. I mean, it it, it I think it's fair to call that theme tune iconic. You know, you, you oh, hear absolutely. it from the the advert, like as I say, is the first thing, and it is iconic in the truest sense of the word. Of like, as I say, if you say Bucky O'Hare, you hear that and it conjures that image. Yeah. But what what surprised me in this rewatch was, like I say, I knew that I knew the chorus, I knew Bucky, Captain Bucky O'Hare, but. In this rewatch from the first episode that I watched from the opening bars of that, as soon as that intro kicked in, I mm. knew every single word. And yeah. I swear to God, I haven't thought about this theme tune in 30 odd years, but I was able to sing along as soon as it started. I, I didn't even have that thing of like, oh, yeah, I remember this. It's just it started. And there was all this almost Pavlovian thing where I'm like yeah. sat at the kitchen table watching it on my phone while I'm having breakfast because that's what I tend to do with these things. And straight away, I was just like in another dimension, another time and place. I was like, fucking hell, yes, I remember this really well. Yeah, and um, you find that actually, with, as I say, with the iconic ones, with the, the best theme tunes, you will find that, that they are proper earworms and like they'll be in your head for ages. And even when you don't think about them for a long, long time, as soon as you hear it, you know every fucking note of that yeah, oh, song. Yeah completely like and that is i mean we've talked about so many theme tunes on 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 this show um in the past 90 odd episodes wherever it is but the the, the really good ones the, the ones we always remember are those ones where, where as i say you cannot watch a show for 20 30 years and as soon as it comes on you're straight in with the first you, know, you don't you don't your timing's impeccable you don't miss a note you don't and you don't miss a beat everything's absolutely spot on and this is one of those for me yeah yeah absolutely i i knew every single word um so that got me really hyped for it. I, I couldn't remember much else about the show other than I remember Bucky himself. Mm. I remember Dead Eye Duck. Um, and I remember the, the Toads. Everything yeah. else, I, I, I'd kind of just gone. You know, it, it was just not there anymore. So I had to kind of find my way back in. Um, yeah. And in, in some ways, normally when we do these shows, I think the ones that we remember the most fondly are normally the ones that disappoint us. And they're normally the ones where we have a, a bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas this one, I kind of came to it with the opposite problem this time in that because I remembered so little of it, other than I remember liking it as a kid. Yeah. Going back and watching it now with fresh eyes, um, 
I don't know. I, I don't think I was maybe able to find as much joy in this as I would have had I had more of a fond memory of the show itself. And I think maybe that's because it probably just got lost in amongst all of the turtles of it all in my memory yeah. because it yeah, was all around fair. the same time. So because, you know, like this isn't to say this is a bad show because I don't think it is at all. Um, I, I think there are elements of it which are actually very, very good. But then there are elements which are just not quite, you know, they, they're just not quite there. And I, I couldn't yeah. help but focus on those. Um, and, and I think it's because I wanted to love it so much. Um, yeah, again, kind of refresh, you know, everything about this and regular listeners will know, like, you know, space opera is, is a thing that, that I love. And, I, and I've talked about that a lot on the show as well. You know, science fiction and space opera, that's right up my alley. Yeah. And, you know, then, then you add all of this stuff on top. You add the cool character designs. It is very comic booky as well. Yeah. You add all of that in and I'm like, this is ticking all of my boxes. I should be absolutely like, I, I should have just ripped through all 13 of these episodes. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, I didn't. Um, because I, by the time I got to about six or seven, I was starting to find this a bit of a struggle. And I was like, well, I've probably seen enough yeah. to talk about it now, but... It wasn't, oh, it wasn't that I didn't want to watch anymore, but I wasn't getting the kind of, I really want to put that on. I really want to see another one. You know, I wasn't getting that forward momentum yeah. from it than, that I have done with some of the shows recently, you know, and, and that's probably not helped by the fact it's come off the back of us watching Defenders of the Earth, Yeah, you know, which is another kind of action serial show, just like yeah. this one. And, you know, yeah. the, the difference for me anyway, the difference between the two, night and day um but yeah but as i say that's that's not to say that it's bad i don't think it is i think there was just something about it that wasn't clicking with me um yeah i think for me i think you've touched on something there like i as I, i've rewatched this more recently so this is my my second full watch but my um that's my third watch in, in total but i think you touched on it there is that generally when we do these shows we kind of try and spread them out a little bit so we're not doing things that are overly similar in quick succession because it, they do get very same and you end up making sometimes unfair comparisons where you think, oh yeah, but this one did that and that one only did that or that one did this, but this one did that. And it's really difficult to kind of separate the two. So I think that that's part of a part of a bigger issue there as well. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. And I, th I do think it's quite ironic that so you've got to about the halfway stage and you start to find it a bit of a slog when you know, one of the uh, one of the ships is called the Indefatigable. Um, and it, it, there very is much a sense of fatigue that comes with the show because it's so frenetic it's so fast-paced and there's all there's always a million things going on you're trying to to keep up with that actually it's very easy to go oh fuck me again it's it am i, am I it's, it's it really starting again am I, am I only on episode six when you know you've got half a season to go and it's just going to beat you over the head for that you no know, for however many hours it is yeah i i think I think that is probably part of it um, because it's serialized. Yeah. There is this kind of overarching narrative. And I think certainly in the, like I said, I think it was six or seven. I watched something like that. Hmm. That narrative just didn't seem to go anywhere. Like it, no. it, 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 it was... even though it was a serial and, and it had, you know, obviously every week had its own, you know, every episode was its own unique thing, but it was, you know, playing into this grander narrative, but the, we always seemed to reset the status quo. Yes. And I was, okay, so this isn't really moving forward much. Yeah. That's the problem here, I think. Yeah, and, and that was my, when, as I said at the start, I had some issues with it. That was probably my biggest one, is that every episode seemed like two or three acts. Yes, I would so agree. You, you get to the end of the episode, and it's like, tune in next time for this. Like, oh, fuck, really? You're not going to finish the episode? 
No, and don't get me wrong, I, I like that as a yeah, format. I, for yeah, this. I, was fine, I was fine with that, but the problem was it didn't follow on. It was like, no. okay, next week, next week, oh, so, so for example, um, right, okay, they're all in mortal peril. Tune in next week, find out what happens. And then next week, they're all sitting around, in, you know, sitting around playing cards in a dungeon. So the mortal peril is gone. They've been captured. Yeah. I said, like, oh, right, okay, so now we're just starting again. Okay, fine. I'll, I can, I can live with that. We'll start again. And it just, it was that all the way through. And that was, that was probably my biggest problem with it. Is it's, it, as I said, it, it is frustrating because you do get quite fatigued halfway through. Because you're thinking, oh, right, okay, yeah. brilliant. Now I know where we are. Oh fuck, no, I don't. Yeah. So, so that was an issue for me, definitely. And then I think it was also kind of, I was struggling with the whole Willie Dewitt of it all. Um, mm. I, I really was. Uh, I, I. I understand Willie's function as a character. I understand that he's there to bring us into the world uh, yeah. and, and to be our cipher. But again, the problem is that he never really is because by the time he walks through the dimensional portal, he already knows what he needs to fix on the ship because he's a child genius. So it's not yeah. it's not new but, to him. And, and he just takes, seems that, to take I mean, all of this in his stride, whereas he should be questioning everything. He should be freaking the, the fuck answers. out. Yes, which gives us as an audience the answers that we need. But instead yeah. of using that, they just, well, he may as well not be there, to be honest. He well, just seems like this random human character that they've thrown in for no good reason whatsoever. That's exactly what I was going to say, because you're, we're not introduced to him. The, the first episode, the pilot episode, we don't meet him for seven minutes. Wow. So, I mean, at this point, they've already set up, there's, no, they've already set up there's this intergalactic war going on. That no, you've got you've set up who the toads are, sort of, and you'll get more more on the toads in the next couple of episodes. You set up who you know the, who the um, UAF is. You set up that you no, know, they're under they're undermanned, they're under you know they're gunned up, manned. They haven't got hope in hell. And then they introduce this nerd who is being beaten up and pulverized by kids who are a good five years older than him, but seem to still be in his class. Yeah, yeah all yeah, that there's... human shit can come out. It doesn't need to be there. I think actually the story we formed mentioned him without it. I totally agree because it, it literally was like I get into the whole space opera of it all and everybody flying around in the ship and like shooting down the toads and stuff like that and all of the mm. sort of Bucky action hero of it, the whole Buck Rogers affair that was going on. Yes. And then, yeah, we go and spend some time with Willie where he's getting the shit kicked out of him by the big boys. Yeah. Like, and then not just only feels that, like a different show now. It does. Know? And it, it's, it's far too convenient as well because he's got this, this, this you no know, portal in his wardrobe that he just, they're in the middle of a battle. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be late for school. Yeah, yeah. And then he disappears for half an episode. It's like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah, that really doesn't work. Now, I've never read the Bucky O'Hare comics, neither the ones that came before or the ones that came after. So I don't no, know if, you know, I, I don't know if that's just something that's unique to the show to try and obviously pitch. I, I know Willie's a character in them, but I don't know if that's hmm. something to try and pitch it more towards that kind of, Saturday morning audience for the kids and, and try and bring them in, but, but I, mean, I think if it is, it's unsuccessful. Is it is. I was going to say for me, I think the problem with it is, is that he's so unrelatable as a character anyway. He really is, isn't he? There aren't that many that aren't that many child geniuses around, and you no, know, let alone an, an, a preteen human who can engineer fucking space time portals. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? If you're going to have a kid, then again. It, he needs to be Marty McFly, basically. He needs yeah. to have accidentally stumbled through this portal and not know what the fuck is yeah. going on. I mean, the, that... the whole the whole thing of this is that you need to be a fish out of water. This needs to be the thing that knocks you on your ass and you grow as a character because of it. 
Yes. You know, he, you know, he grows his confidence. He grows his ability. You know, all of a sudden he doesn't care about the bullies because he knows he can think rings around him, and he, you know, he learns how to take advantage of that. As it is, he's already a smart mouth little bastard. So I wanted to see his face kicked in at one point. Because I would agree. I, I think it, was, it might have been the first or second episode where he stands up to the bullies and he's like, "I've met, I've seen toads that are scarier than you." Well, okay, that's a good insult, but you're like a foot shorter and five years younger than these kids. They're going to stick your head in a fucking toilet. Yeah, yeah. Talking things like that. That just doesn't happen. No, he's he's just completely unrelatable. And he he really did ruin the show for me. There, there were points yeah. where he would just show up and I'm just like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to make a cuppa because yeah. I can't be asked. Uh, and, you know, once he's sucked through into, you know, once he comes through the portal and has to help Bucky out, then he's just, then he becomes more of an annoyance. Um, yes. But when it's just, you know, him on earth, I just don't give a fuck. I, I couldn't yeah. care less. And it's not like they make any attempt to draw any parallel between what's going on with Bucky and what's going on with him and earth either. Like, yes, there's this thing where maybe he's standing up to his bullies and stuff, but that's not really explored in no. the other side of the story for him to be able to grow as a character. It's just, he gets back and he's like, Oh yeah, well I've been on space adventures now. So fuck you bullies. But yeah. you know, it, it would make more sense if there were direct parallels between both stories yeah, exactly. uh, to allow him to use a skill that he's learned with Bucky in order yeah. to, to best the bullies. So, so he was a huge problem for me as well. And this is all to say that I think the reason I'm not interested is because ultimately there are some pretty big problems with the writing. And and it is solely in the narrative arcs of the writing and the structure of it, because I think the actual moment to moment of it, you know, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with the dialogue. There's nothing wrong with the performances or anything like that. It's just the the stories that, that are being presented to me just don't grab me. And And for mm. me to say that as somebody who is who is a fucking sure fire, you know, this is a hit for me. Like, this should be yeah. a home run. Like, this is going to tick all my boxes as a kid and now, to be honest. Hmm. But I'm looking at it going, oh, this is just something that's not right for me. Yeah, here. I, I'd agree with that. And I, so I think the, I agree. I think the performances are good. I think that the dialogue is more or less all right. No, it's, 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 fi- it's I mean, more it, than passable in places. It's exactly what it needs bit... to be. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be Shakespeare. This is a, this is a space opera. You know, yeah, and it's... I think sometimes it's easy to forget as well that you know some of the stuff we watch it's aimed at kids. Yes. And sometimes yeah. you think, well, yeah, that dialogue's a bit hokey, but actually, if you're aiming at something at like eight year olds because you wanted to buy toys, you don't really want it to be overly talky. No. So I do for... sometimes I do forget that. I feel I feel we do get a little critical sometimes because we 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 set our expectations slightly uh, left of center. But I think all of that was fine. But I think you're right. I think the problem is because they try so hard to flit between. Our world and the parallel and the the parallel world where um, where Bucky's fighting his war, that actually it's really difficult to engage, and then you ha- you because your cipher into that is also completely ridiculous and impossible to engage with. You just kind of oh fuck right this bit again, and then it you, know, you you'll get a good couple of minutes where there's some there's some good action going on there's there's a chase or there's a fight or whatever else, and you can get into that and you have a good two or three minutes you're going right okay I'm all right with this. And then as soon as it hits its peak, you don't get to come out of it. You just go, it just sort of goes straight into something with, with Willie. And you think, yeah. oh, fuck, right, okay. All that momentum just falls away. And I think yeah. that's, I think that the whole, as I said, the whole Willie of it is just the, the bit that lets it down for me. It, it definitely is. And it's a huge letdown is the problem, you know, because they, they keep coming back to him. Yeah. So he's he's consistently a problem. That's that's the issue with it. Um, yeah. be, because as I say, the, the stuff with Bucky and the Toads, 
hmm. I really enjoy. Uh, and, you know, I, yeah. I think it's handled really well as well. You know, the whole, you know, if you want it, as with all good sci-fi, if you want it, there is a message there for you with the Toads. You know, there's, there's this whole message about consumerism and, yeah. you know, technology gone mad and all of this was, you know, it, it was very trendy in the sort of mid-90s to, for this kind of message. So, yeah. All of that's fine, you know. It's 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 subtle. They don't beat you over the head with it, other than in the original exposition where they tell us why the toads are the way they are. Yeah, you know. After that, they don't really beat you over the head with it. You know, when you get no, those... that's it. They, they tell you once, and that's kind of it. Yeah, and um, then you know, tonally, you get those kind of almost kind of Verhoeven uh, like uh, sort of adverts in in the middle from Toad TV and stuff like that, where yeah. they're advertising all of the, and that's great. You know that that sort of blackly comic kind of little bit yeah. that you get in the middle where the toads will be watching something on tv you know and yeah you know we, yeah. that's all really good and I'm, I'm all for that but then yeah we flip back yeah. over and it's like right here we fucking go with willy again now like all of that good work has just been undone because yeah you know that stuff I, like so i know it's a kid show but that stuff feels like they're yes it's a kid show but they're pitching above the heads of children as well so yeah. there's something there for me as an adult to watch hmm. Uh, yeah. But then, as soon as you bring Willie into it, I'm back down to like, oh no, this is a really fucking dumb kid show. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, as well, there are elements to it. There are elements to the, I mean, take aside the boy, no, take out the boy genius and all that sort of it. There are elements to the Bucky story which have some really, you know, some really deep roots in some very, you know, some very well received sci fi. Now, you look at, you know, the, 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 the thing with, you know, we're, we're, fighting a, we're fighting a war that we can't win because we're outnumbered and we don't have the technology. There's you no know, the the the, the, sort of the political wing of it where right? now you've got the the UAF and the sort of the, the generals and all the rest of it. If you look at something, you know, you look at um, the foundation, which is on Apple, uh, Apple TV Plus at the moment, or based on um, uh, Asimov's um, novels. That you know, th- there's all, you always have that in sci-fi because you you always want to make your society as relatable and as engageable as you can. So you say, right, okay, well, we all have these bureaucratic governments who fuck things up, so we'll put some of that in there. We all have the, you know, these chains of command of people who don't know what they're doing, but they they outrank us, so we have to kind of go against them and rebel a little bit. We'll throw that in. And there's there's so many elements of that in this show. We're actually looking and think, fuck, right, okay, do away with the kids, the kids bit. You could, you know, you could make this and you could pitch it at far a far older audience, and it would work, as long as you got rid of the kid shit. I 100% agree. Yeah, I think were they a bit more. It's unfair, isn't it? To say were they a bit more savvy of their audience because their audience is very clearly, kids. you know, kids that look they want to sell toys. This yeah, this they, they show exists. Crack on the turbo market. Yeah, this show exists to sell toys, and it's pointless us pretending that it doesn't. Okay, yeah. and and I think that is evident here in the same way that is evident with shows like He Man as well, which we've talked about as well. You know, when you look at that and you'll see characters literally rock up because they want to sell a toy, and yeah. This is that, you know, they, they want to sell the vehicles. So there's a new fucking ship every week. You know, yeah. they want to sell all of it. So so there's all of that. But then, yeah, on the flip side of it, you get all of this satire, really, with the Toads. And then you also get characters as well, like Jenny, who yeah. just shouldn't exist in a, in a children's show, to be blunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clearly, somebody on the creative team is a furry. Um like we, we we can't beat around the bush with this, can we? Like she's a fucking dominatrix cat, like hmm. or whatever she's supposed to be. I assume she's a cat. She looks like a cat to me. Um, yeah, a cat from the plant, plant Alderbrown. Yeah, Not there you go. Alderon. Um, 
the, the I've got to be honest, the supporting character that most engaged me was um, Daffy Duck with four arms. I mean, Deadeye is absolutely the best character in the entire yeah. show, and he's the only one other than Bucky that I remembered, like just you know, in in the back of my head. If you said me Bucky O'Hare, I could remember Bucky, and I remember Deadeye because yeah, he's he's a cool character. Like yes, he's stereotypical. You know, he's a fucking pirate duck, talks like a pirate. You know, yeah. got four fucking arms, all firing guns. Like yeah. He's he's as stereotypical as he gets, but he's cool. But, but like again, it's, it's an iconic character, isn't it? You 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 see that character, you know instantly what you're looking at. Yes, exactly. You know, then you got like both the baboons. Like I couldn't remember fucking either of them when they showed mm. up because you get first of all there's Bruce, isn't there? Bruce. And then it yeah, becomes Bruce, Bruce Bruiser, becomes doesn't it? Yeah, so Bruce Bruiser? becomes one with the Aniverse. So basically, he dies, but yeah. they don't want to say he dies because the kid shows. Up. So he becomes one with the Aniverse, and then Bruiser shows up. Yeah. So you know. Like they're just fucking something and nothing, aren't they? They they are again. Yeah. You're just your stere- stereotypical brute. Um, yeah. So, and, and again, you've got you, you've got your orco substitute as well with Blinky. Yeah, I mean Blinky's all right. He, I, Blinky's he does right. exactly what he does. What he says on the tin, as you say, he is your your orco comic relief stand-in. Um, he's he's sort of there yeah. as a Deus Ex Machina whenever you need him as well. Like, oh, how do we do yeah. this? Oh, I'll get Blinky to do it. He's a computer robot thing, so he can override yeah. whatever drive it is this week. And you know, he, he I was exists say, for he, that reason. Yeah, he, he, he. I think as an Android, he has every port ever made because all Pretty the discs much. are different shapes, and he can he can take them all. Uh, well, there you go. Um, it goes all ways between Absolutely. him and uh, between him and Jenny. I'm sure there's all sorts of shit going on in that ship. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, I, I've got to go back to it because she does just Jenny's bizarre, isn't she? Like she's yeah. she's so fucking bizarre. Like as yeah. soon as she popped up on screen, I was like, right. First of all, this tells me how young I was watching this show because I had no memory of it, right? <laughs> and there's no way I get past the age of like. 11 or 12 without very yeah. clearly remembering this character um yeah. so yeah she's she's odd really odd and then there's this whole thing as well about her having these like magic psychic powers which she yeah, has to hide she... from the rest of the crew but they never really explain why do they no and i was trying to i was trying to work that out. i was trying to remember that when i was looking through it so i haven't got through them all this time just hadn't haven't had the um had the time to do it but i was trying to remember if that actually that ever gets resolved and i don't think it does there I think is a, it's just one of these that you, know, you see her using them, and then it's like, oh, we we just won't talk about that. There is we'll a point where, like, that. some fucking grand high poobah queen of the Aldebaran sisterhood or whatever they called shows up. Uh, I think it's around about episode three or four where she needs to use her powers, and it's the only way out of a trap. Mm. And like, she connects with this fucking ancestor or whatever it is from her clan or whatever, the, whatever the fuck, because they don't explain this at all, right? No, um, and there is a just a few throwaway lines of dialogue there, where she goes something along the lines of, "Oh well, you know, you're going to have to use your powers because there's no other way out." But then they'll all look at you differently, or something like that. And it just suggests mm. that perhaps she, they'll treat her as other if they know that. She... But like, mm. they're all fucking walking, talking animals. They're all different species. Like how? Yeah, how, how, it didn't make it. The only thing I can think is that maybe in the comics it was a bigger thing. Well, this is. This is where I've come to with the show, actually, with the ones I've watched. Because, as I say, I think, for the most part, if I can ignore the willy of it all, tonally, I, I like it, yeah? And I, and I like all the adventure stuff. And I can't help but watch it and think, maybe I should dig these comics out. Because maybe there's something I'll really enjoy there. You know, yeah. if, they, if they're less all over the shop and if they are pitched more firmly 
I don't know. Maybe they're not pitched to the more firm adult audience. I don't know. But at least if they're more consistent no in their pitch, yeah, then maybe I'll enjoy it. But I just feel like all of these characters, really, other than, you know, Deadeye, you understand instantly as soon as you see yes. him. Yeah. Um, Bucky, you understand because he, he literally is Buck Rogers, like yeah. even down to all the capes and everything. Like he's, he's just fucking Buck Rogers slash Flash Gordon slash whatever space yeah. adventure hero you want. So he's easy yeah. to understand. Yeah. And, you know, the rest of them, you're like, but, but where do they come from? Like the relationship between the two baboons is literally a throwaway line of, well, I'm going to come with you because that's my brother. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got two or three episodes there in a better show, diving into the backstory of that and bring in the other baboon back. You know, yeah. for to, to get some flashback into it, you know, and what is a Beetlejuicey and Berserker baboon? Yeah. Like, tell us about that. And again, I think maybe I'm being unduly harsh because it did only get 13 episodes. And maybe, mm. you know, if it had got more, we'd have delved into this a bit further. And, maybe. And it definitely does suffer from, yes, it's been watched off the back of Defenders. Um, and I'm also currently going through Rebels as well on Disney+, Plus, which really doesn't help this at all. No, it really because doesn't. Because they are very, very similar in tone. <laughs> yeah. And one is, Rebels is up there with the best cartoons I think I've ever seen, if I'm being perfectly honest. So the- Yeah, I, I, when I was watching this again um, this week, I, I, I did sort of start flashing back to Rebels because I only watched it last year, um, or possibly earlier this year, thinking, yeah, this... This is what it should. No, this is what. That's what you want from it, isn't it? Yeah, that's th- what think, you want. Yeah. So, and let's say, don't get me wrong. I know I, I did still enjoy this, and I th- but I think that over the last probably twelve to eighteen months, having sat down and watched Clone Wars start to back, watched Rebels, and then coming back to this again, I went, oh yeah, but you know that's been done so much better since, and it's it's difficult. Um, so yeah, it's, I think we, t- we t- touched on that as, as well. Thinking, talking about where maybe the comic was a bit more in depth, whether it had more in it, and the things it could have done. This it comes back to the problem we had with with Game of Thrones and the adaptation of that is that you don't you're not always going to get a, a completely faithful adaptation. But what you do need to do is is get the adaptation right for the media you're using. And I think to certain of, and I mean I, I'm surmising that st- stuff is in the comics because the comics had a far longer run. But if that's the case, then you either need to include them and make them mean something, or leave them out. And if they've gone to the and if they they have gone to this point of saying, right, well, we're going to do this stuff with Jenny, we're going to you no, know, we're going to just throw away the um, the two brothers because we don't need it. Then just don't mention it. Yeah, exactly. Or or drop them from the adaptation altogether. But the um, the comic actually doesn't have a huge run either. In fact, it had a very limited run. Um, and it, I do remember this just from trivia. Um, it ended up being one of the few comics that I, I don't know if you know, I think I'm sure it was Titan publishing or it might have been Thompson who would then became Titan. Um, but anyway, it ended up getting picked up in the UK and finished over here um, oh, right, after okay. the show as, as just a, a tie in merger because the comic died to death after a few issues. Um, I, I'm okay. just. By, by the, I think by the time even the show was on the air, the comic, had, and they never finished their first story arc even. Uh, hmm. And then after the show sort of hit over here, which is the other weird thing, like it got 13 episodes, but I very definitely remember this being popular. Oh, yeah. um, it, like they finished that comic runoff, but only to the extent that they finished that first arc. There weren't very many issues of the comic at all. It's just about whether they're more consistent in their storytelling with that because that is yeah. the that is definitely the issue here is this this storytelling is so inconsistent yeah you know like 
even within the first three episodes, you know, we're introduced to the Toads as a threat, and then they bring in Complex and they explain who Complex is. Yeah. And then within about an episode, then they bring in uh, Toadborg as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hang on. If if he's gonna be your main recurring villain, then he should have been introduced in episode one, really. Yeah. So we understand the relationship between them because there's kind of a Shredder Krang relationship going on there as well. If yeah. you want to draw the you know the comparison to Tills, there's one that they're going to meet every week, and there's one that's sort of the evil overlord, if you like. Yeah. Um, and and that all feels weird as well, and just all of these elements don't they just don't gel. It, it just feels like they they've literally thrown as many ideas as they can up against the wall to sell as many toys as they can. Mm, yeah, that's fair. And they've put so much effort into the design of these characters and the look of the show, and it is stunning to look at. It's not yeah. very well animated, if I'm honest. It's passable, but it's not great. But in terms of just looking at it, it is stunning. It is colourful. The character designs are great. Yeah. like it, And that makes me want to like it even more. Yeah. Um, but it, they just don't, and maybe that's why I had such fond memories of the game and not the show, you know, because with the mm. game, you get all of that art style, you get all of that color, but you're not, especially video games back then, you wouldn't be concerned about what that narrative was. It was just no. like, right, this is the Bucky O'Hare game. So I'm playing as Deadeye and I've got four fucking guns and I'm going to wander around shooting everybody. Yeah. I'm going, it, I'm going from left to right and I'm shooting shit. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm shooting toads because that's what I do because I can't shoot humans. And um, so, I'm not bothered about it. Whereas to go back and watch the show and especially because of all that effort that's been put into the world building and the characters, yeah. I'm like, well, I, I want the stories then I want to know about these. There's that episode where he has to, um, he has to jailbreak a bunch of animals yeah. from Warren, isn't it? It's yeah. his home world. And again, you're like, well, this is all really good character information, but use one episode. Like you could, dive so much deeper into that like the warren thing is set up over the course of the first two or three episodes but then like yeah when he's in the jail and doing the jailbreak that lasts about three or four minutes and i know these yeah. are only a 20 minute shows but it's like, no there's a whole episode there about how he's got to take on this whole other persona and get in and actually you know you can pick yeah. apart the bucky o'hare persona then as everybody's talking about him and working out yeah. what he means to these people as this kind of leader of this sort of rebellion army against the toads and stuff yeah and so you think well in any other show and especially when you you know when you're trying to do a serialized show like this that's a whole episode that you can have that ties into your overarching narrative and they just yeah. flush that way in like four or five minutes so they can introduce another new character yeah and it's just it's not that it's bad it's just that there's all of these things that just misfire i think is the problem for me and because i didn't have the kind of love for it that I have with some of the shows that we've watched. It took me on, I, yeah. I did like it as a kid, as I say, and I do remember it fondly, but I didn't have that kind of instant warm and fuzzy. Yeah. I think I've probably just come to it a little more critically. I'm sure there are people out there and maybe some of them are listening. Uh, and, and, and if you are, then by all means, just write in and confirm or deny this with me as well. You know, I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong here, but I'm sure if you've got the baggage and you do love this, then that just washes over you and you just look past all of that to get to the next part of the story. Yeah. But I couldn't do that because I yeah. didn't have that baggage. And so I was watching it going, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, why, why did you flush that down the toilet to give me like 10 minutes of shit with Willie and his bullies? I don't yeah. care about wet Willie. Like, give me yeah. the and shit I, with I think, Bucky. Yeah, I, th I think that's fair. I mean, that's, I, I've come into this looking forward to it and I've, I've, I have enjoyed watching it again. So I have 
watched it more critically this time than I ever have before. Um, and no, you're right. There are there are certainly issues with the story, with the structure, with the pacing. Um, and like that particular episode, I remember um, as I watched it um, yesterday afternoon. And yeah, you're right. I mean, that in itself, you could probably spend you've, you've spent three episodes at this point getting to this is them, this is Bucky, this is the war, these are the Toads. We've introduced Willie because fuck it, why not? And then you have there are three episodes to tell that first story. And then you move from that. Then they, they've got the um, the climate. You know, they've got the climate converter. That's been introduced. So all of a sudden, we, right, we get to Bucky's own planet. You've got a slave colony. That could have been another two or three episode arc quite easily. Yes. And I said you could you can break them. You can introduce new characters. You can break down Bucky to a million different pieces, and understand that character so much more. But, yeah. And and that... it, you're right. It does just kind of get flushed away because they want to rush through it to get to the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. Yeah, and you know, especially when you hit the nail on the head there, I'd, I'd forgotten about it already. But things like the climate converter, which again, you know, when, in this environment in the mid '90s, is is a is a hot button topic and ties yeah. into the whole science fiction at all, and it gives us basically a Death Star, for want of a better term, yeah, as a plot device. Yeah. This is the Toads thing. They've got this climate converter and it can strip planets dry, basically. Yeah, yeah. and you know, you've got this whole threat like that could be an entire season, just them. Yeah taking down the climate converter like first of all working out what it is you know they need the plans to the death star yeah because they need to find the weakness to be able to disable the climate converter and then yeah you know you've got the whole complex and toadborg of that then where they're going to have an eventual falling out because tobo can't stop bucky taking down the climate converter and then you've got everything that happens in warren because of it which gives bucky the, the impetus to go and do all of this stuff and then you can dive into Jenny's backstory a little bit as well. Maybe fucking all brand or whatever a planet is, is next, you know, yeah. all of that. And it's such a gimme. And it's also, I know this is for kids, but you're working within such a well-known genre and, and such yeah. a stereotypical genre as, as a space opera as well. Yeah. Like this is painting by numbers, isn't it? I, it I don't is. and, understand I mean, how they miss it. Yeah. And the thing is that they kind of, they, they throw away so much of it because you could you could set this up quite well with the episodes you've got. You could set it up quite well that you have the first three, which introduce everybody, introduce the um, introduce the universe, all that sort of stuff. That's fine. So then you get the you know the episode in where he does he, he, he does infiltrate the slave colony. At the same time, um, Blinky goes off somewhere else because there's another device that's causing fucking chaos elsewhere. So he goes off elsewhere. You have a couple of episodes out of that. And again, if you look at the way um, the Clone Wars are set up, yes, okay, the way it's you know, the way it's ordered and structured on Disney Plus is wrong because the episodes don't flow properly. But you know they would do that. They say, right, this time three PO is going off for three episodes to do this. R two D is going off to do that. And you could you could quite easily focus on that character alone for two or three episodes, getting their shit done. And I mean, and then you know have them overlapping and have them come back and have, have you no know, have a a big sort of you no know, arc led mission. But there's no, there's one where they're talking about this um, complex is using Toad TV to control mammals throughout yeah. the universe. So the mission is to go and turn off Toad TV. Well, okay, that no, that that's your fucking house. You can, again, you can spell, spend a couple of episodes building up to. Well, how's he doing that? Where's that coming from? How do we? What? How, what? What's going on? Then they discover. It, then they hatch the no. Then they come up with the plan. Then they go off and execute the plan badly, fuck it up, and then fix it in the end. But you know, you all this stuff is here. It's just yeah. like they've kind of gone, oh, right, well, yeah, we haven't got enough episodes, so fuck it, we'll just chuck it all in this way. And we'll just sort of throw it all in, stir the pot and see where it falls out. And actually, there are, there are bits in here where you think, 
don't necessarily fit in the right order. They definitely because, I mean, don't. Yeah. Certainly when you get into some episodes 10, 11, 12, um, you're thinking, actually, there's stuff here that could have come earlier on. Or there's stuff they're introducing new. And you're thinking, hang on a minute, what? where's that come from? Yeah. And, you know and I, I mean? think, like, I think it's episode 11 or 12, they introduce Samurai Lizard. And it's like, hang on again, a fucking minute, where's he come from? Again, we want to sell toys, you know. And But I mean, you haven't had enough time because, I mean, the time it would take to make this shit, you wouldn't have time between episodes anyway. So you, you, they've really got to be hedging their bets as to actually, we're going to, we're, we're, we're banking on toy selling the first couple of weeks and then kind of winding down. So we introduce new and new and new. But in reality, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have been saying, it wouldn't be a you know, week to week, I want a new toy this week, I want that one this week, I want that one this week. Now, for most kids, that wouldn't have been a reality. It would have been a case of you might get one a month or you might have to wait till your birthday or Christmas. Yeah, I mean, most of us were getting toys at exactly that, weren't we? Birthdays and Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and particularly action figures, you know, because they were those toys that were, they were yeah, they, yeah, they not weren't cheap, cheap, but they weren't expensive either, were they? So they, yeah. were, they were present toys, you know? Well, that's the thing, because like, generally you'd get a set, like, you'd get a set of Ghostbusters or a set of Turtles or a set of Transformers yeah. or a set of yeah, Thundercats, yeah. because that's kind of how it worked. Transformers were slightly different because they were bigger and more expensive, but they were also more elaborate as well. Um, but yeah, the, you, you, you'd get a Bucky O'Hare set. You'd get probably Bucky, Deadeye, possibly Jenny, but possibly not, and a couple of Toads. And that would no, that would be your your batch of present. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, that, you know, I, I can definitely remember doing that as a kid. You know, like there was a He-Man Christmas. There was a Turtles mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, where all your relatives get you like a toy. You know, you get a turtle figure off your auntie and a turtle figure off your nan. And then your parents maybe buy you the turtle van. You know, and yeah. that was just something you did. But so and you, you, then you get the one aunt who, miss, who, who missed the memo and gets you the same one as the other aunt. Yeah, or you get the one that buys you, you know, like the fucking knockoff brand. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the like the middle aged. Yeah, the one fucking, that came from one that came from Woolworths that was like two quid instead of ten. Yeah, like middle aged GI tortoises or something like that. You know, <laughs> just look similar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, teenage mutant ninja terrapins or whatever it is. But yeah, so like I I get that they were introducing these characters because they want to sell toys, and I, I don't necessarily have an issue with just dropping in, you know, baddie of the week this week because we want to sell a fucking samurai lizard toy or whatever. Mm. But I think, you know, when, again, I compared it to Rebels earlier and yeah, you, you're right. Uh, perhaps in terms of the writing, Clone Wars is, is a better fit because it's that serialized um, nature as well where there is a grander overarching story, but then we'll get each individual story within it. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I do feel conscious of comparing it to a show that came so long after it, you know, and is without any shadow of a doubt, again, one of the best animated shows that's ever been made simply because of the amount of care, attention, effort, and money that has gone into it. And the fact that, look, it's fucking Star Wars and you can't move away from that. But then when you do have something like this, which, yes, it came earlier, but is very clearly influenced by that Star Wars boom. Yes. Then you can't help but draw those comparisons. And, And, you know, when you look at the fact that you've got 13 episodes and 12 credited writers. Yeah then you think, well, like, that's your traditional, like, well, more than your traditional writer's room would allow. Most people would probably take, you know, one, maybe two each. But you've got that structure in place to do that, being like, right, okay, well, you're going to do the the story where Blinky's off on a mission, and you're going to do Bucky's story, and you're on Jenny's story. And then Mm. you bring all of these together in the room, and, and there's no reason why you couldn't have had 13 episodes telling a very good story over the course of one season. Yeah. And then if that hit, then you get another season where 
realistically with an animated show like this you're then going to go straight for syndication and you're going to get a very long second season yeah. you know see, see gargoyles for a perfect example of that yeah. yeah and again there you go there's another there's a perfect example of that in action there's a very well-structured narrative over the course of one season where all the characters learn and grow, but each individual episode is its own thing. It just has an overarching narrative. Yeah. That works. So then we expand that out over the next season. And yes, it gets weaker when yeah. it gets expanded out. But that initial season is super tight. Yeah. And, and everything works. And I just feel like that's what this is lacking. And I don't think it's a defense to say then that, ah, but it's aimed at kids. Because, no. you know, yeah, okay, kids will, I certainly did as a kid. Like, I'll, I'll watch it for the fucking laser guns and the talking animals and, the, hmm. you know, the yeah. funny toads and stuff like that. Yes, of course I will. Um, but, you know, kids all grow up and these hmm. things endure and you continue to spin money out of these things and they become franchisable hmm. if you're able to tell a good story and it carries through. And, like, yeah, when we've gone back and looked at Gargoyles, that's been able to do that. On a similar, in fact, probably on less budget, Defenders of the Earth did that, which we talked about as well. We had a yeah. whale of a time rewatching that, you know? Mm. And yeah. that probably didn't cost a fraction of what Bucky O'Hare did. No. So, you know, it, it's not really a defense, but I, I'm conscious in saying all this, that even I feel like I'm being quite negative on it, but there's still a part of me that really wants to love this show. Mm. Like, I want to love it. Everything about it just screams at me like this is amazing you know i, I yeah. love the fact that we've got a fucking rabbit running around in a cape in space shooting yeah. lasers and we've got a duck with four arms who's a pirate and we've got a fucking you know telekinetic fucking bdsm cat and it, I, I love all of that it's bonkers <laughs> and i love it yeah. and I, I love the aesthetic of it i think it looks great and i love all the stuff with the toads and how you know they're all being controlled through the fucking Toad TV, and they, I love all of it. I love all of it. It just doesn't hang together at all. And I, I think I'd forgive even the, the animation is dog shit. I'll be honest; it's really <laughs> not well animated. I'm sorry, but it's not. For all it looks great, it is not animated well at all. No. Um, but I could look past that as long as it held together and the story was there, and it just doesn't. And it really. It's such a shame. It feels like such a missed opportunity. Like this is, again, this is a show I think more than any of the others we've done now where I want to reboot. I want to see what this, what this looks like in yeah. the hands of people that loved it growing up but are able to take a step back and look at it constructively and just go, mm. yeah, what can we do better? How do and we improve this? Yeah, I think that's the thing as well. I mean, that's always my massive, it's, it's, it's a huge button of mine with, with reboots where people say, oh, I loved it when I was a kid, so I wanted to remake it. And then they completely fuck it up because they don't don't actually know how to do it justice. I think with this, there, there's an opportunity because actually what's there is good. And I, I really enjoyed what's there. And I, I, I didn't get to watch it all this time, but I probably will over the next couple of weeks go back and finish it because it's only, well, it's only 13 episodes. I, I did half, if not more. So, you know, it's not as if it's going to take up a lot of my time. But I think it's absolutely right for somebody saying, right, okay, well, the Earth stuff doesn't work. We don't need that. We only he, Willie's only there as a cipher. He's only there to bring us in from, excuse me, from the human world into this parallel parallel universe. We don't need that. We can just, you know, people are smart enough to watch the show. Kids are smart enough to watch the show and realize, actually, they're not on our planet. Big yeah. fucking whoop. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We can still tell the story. We can have the engaging characters. We can have the quests, all the rest of it. 
spin this out over probably 36, 40 episodes and you're absolutely golden. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, see the Star Wars shows for that where you're able to recognize like, yeah, I know Jedi's look human. Mm. They aren't earthlings, though. Yeah. Yeah. So so again, you're able to just drop something in space and all of a sudden all bets are off. You can be any race you want. You can be any species you want. You can all yeah. talk English. This is just accepted language of the genre. Yeah. So there's no need to bring Willie into this and explain the world. You can just as easily do it when um, Bruiser shows up. Yeah. It is Bruiser, isn't it? Yeah, it's Bruiser, yes. the brother. Just as easy to do it because he's new to the crew. So it could yeah. just as easy be, well, yeah, okay. You can come and avenge your brother, but just so you know, this is what we're up against. Here's all the yeah. codes. Or, you know, you can do it when Bucky gets back to Warren and you see it all stripped. And yeah. Like, because because this is the thing. Like, we don't necessarily need to know instantly what Complex has done to the Toads. That can all come out yeah. as we're going through. What we need to know instantly is Toads are bad, okay? And Bucky and his crew are the good guys. Well, like, and, and it's an easy fix as well because you because the way this the this season starts with the, with the very first episode, so you get the six or seven minutes before you actually meet Willie, where there is all hell breaking loose. There is there are battles going on. You now Bucky is kicking ass. So you start with that. He's the conquering hero, but he arrives home and his planet is fucked. Yeah. And there you've got your story for the rest of the season straight away. Bucky wants revenge, but Bucky has a job to do. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're straight into. You've got your conflict. You've got your. You've got your, uh, your 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 quest. You've got your goal, and you can launch into it. And you don't need uh, a human to bring you into that. And to me, the whole Willy um, angle, it reminds me of the, the Masters of the Universe movie that we did on on, on yes, Mario with, with Dolph Lundgren. It's yeah, a, yeah. they try, they try to merge two universes that didn't need it. You could have made you know, and we talked about when we did um, the episode of Mario, the stuff on Eternia. We're, no, we're, no, we're, all, all the battles you have, you've got Skeletor lording over people with the big hologram or the rest of it. That's all great. That's all fine. Because it's it's what we expect from, okay, it's Masters of the Universe. It's fucking He-Man. That's what we expect from a He-Man movie. You could you don't need them to come to Earth and you know, uh, trying to you know, trying to kill Courtney Cox because she, you know, she saw a bit of metal or something. I can't fucking remember enough about it. But the whole thing, you know, that that was the bit of it that didn't stand up, and that's why people don't like that movie, because it was He Man, but it wasn't. They um they want the key, the cosmic key. Cosmic key. So yeah, but so you know, so I mean, it's 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 that principle here. It's like we don't need Willie Dewitt, we don't need the bit with the bullies, we don't need any of that shit because it doesn't add anything. No, it, it adds absolutely nothing, no value whatsoever. It actively makes the show weaker, and you know, yeah. it's it's interesting when. Again, just another comparison that jumped out at me and perhaps even a more obvious one than Star Wars. And I'd have to check the time scale on this. I'm pretty sure Bucky probably came first here, but there probably wasn't much in it. But I can't watch it without thinking of the Star Fox franchise either. And yeah. Again, look, those are games, okay? But I'll be honest, I understand the story within Star Fox a lot better than I do with Bucky okay? because it's simpler. Yeah. You know, when you're watching Star Fox, you've got... Star Fox and his team on one side, Star Wolf and his team on the other side. Mm. Yeah. And then you've got Andros and all that. And, and it's it's simple. It's yeah. good guys versus bad guys in space. Okay. And this stuff is encoded into our society. Okay. This is such a basic story. This this good versus evil hero's journey stuff is what you're yeah. looking at here with Bucky as well, where he's gonna, you know, like the way you described it, he goes back and 
you know, he's he's up here because he's he's had a, a victory, but then he goes back and realizes that's come at a cost. So then he's yeah. got to look internally and decide what he wants to do and how he's going to come to terms with his decision that the fact that he wasn't on Warren meant that it all got stripped and stuff like that. And yeah, because he's because he's Captain Bucky O'Hare and he's on the side of right as well. He can't just flip out and go Batman on their ass. Yeah, so he's he's got to sort of balance all of this. So th- this is classic stuff that we all understand yeah. instinctively. We just do. It's been in our culture since as early as we could tell stories. Yeah. So I don't need an into that. What I need an into is the world itself and the technology of the world and all of that. Yeah. But they do all of that without Willie. Like you, you, by the time Willie comes into it, all of that has been explained to us, and he just wanders through, going, "Yeah, ah, yeah, well, your hyperdrive or whatever it is is fucked, so yeah. I need to and, and sort the thing that is out." As well, I mean, th- that in itself is completely useless because we don't. The, the whole point of Willie is that he's supposed to make it relatable, and we're supposed to use him as a cipher. But actually, um, we don't have photon accelerators anyway. That's it. It's the photon accelerator. Yeah, we um, don't have those, so. His no, I mean, having know. one of having one of those and being able no, it, it syncing up with one in a parallel universe and no, bringing bringing the two together, and no, and then you know having the climate convert all this stuff, that's not real anyway. So no. it's not as if our cipher is doing any fucking thing to bring no. us into the into a universe that doesn't exist. No, and and again, you know, and and I've mentioned on on shows in the past as well that when it's done well, I'm a big fan of, of bringing new viewers in every episode, you know, of the, the Stan Lee effect yeah. of everybody's comic book is, a fir- is their first comic book and you have to teach them the language and things like that. Mm-hmm. So whilst I'm all about that, there's also, even within this world, within this sci-fi world, things like the photon accelerator and stuff like that, Yeah. whilst it's maybe not as encoded in us as good versus evil, we are at a point in society now, you know, we're, we can't ignore the fact that Star Wars is a thing and Star Trek is a thing and has yeah. been for generations. And we do all, you know, th- these those elements of language, yeah. you know, that you can just go, oh, yeah, it's a photon accelerator or it's a warp drive. Or, and you instantly yeah. know what it is. Like, I've, um, I've been on a training course today and we had to pull apart some equipment. Hmm. As we were pulling this equipment apart, the, sort of the trainer was talking us through the whole thing of like, this is this part and this is what this does and here's the technical name for it and this is this part and this is what this does and this is the technical name for that. We got a one piece in the center of this piece of machinery that we're pulling apart and he pulled it out and held it up and he could tell us what it did and then he said, but I don't know the name for this, so we'll call it a flux capacitor. <laughs> Everybody knew what he meant yeah. immediately. Yeah, but yeah. we're at that point in society and there's no re- and we would have been in the mid-90s as well. Yeah. And there's no point that, Bucky, you know, Bucky could have just done that. We we know what a photon accelerator is. We know what yeah. it's going to do because we know that language. Yeah. It, and, and it works the same, you know, that's that's for sci-fi. Works the same, you know, over on the other side of the fence. If you've got high fantasy as well, without yeah. explaining them, you know what a goblin is, you know what an orc is, you know what an elf is. Like everybody knows this stuff because it's yeah. been in our society for so long. And actually, it's quite interesting you you brought that up because uh, I think in the very first episode, so after the the photon uh, accelerators sync up, and um, when he comes through um, comes through his closet into, into the um, into the ship, he's got a, he's got a flashlight, and Dead Eye immediately says, "Oh my God, he's got a lightsaber!" Yes, and it's like, "Oh, okay, so Star Wars is a thing then." Yeah, kind of, I, there's that whole sort of you know that universal crossover where actually they know what a lightsaber is, so therefore Star Wars has to exist in that universe. Yeah, yeah. There's, and, there's that. He doesn't call it a laser, a laser sword or anything. Like no, that, it's a lightsaber. Lightsaber. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So and and yeah. So I mean, again, as you said, this stuff is no shit that people know about. 
I mean, my grandmother, no, she's 93. She knows what a fucking lightsaber is. You know, it's, I mean, th these things are just in, as I said, they're, they're just part of our lexicon now. Yeah, literally, I think everyone in the world knows the term lightsaber, pretty much. If, if you know, if you're affluent enough to have access to media anyway, there will be some people, of course, that don't because, unfortunately, they've never been able to watch Star Wars. But yeah. if if you live within affluent society, you know what a lightsaber is. And you don't yeah. look at it and go, oh, it's a laser sword or, oh, it's that thing from Star Wars. You look at it it's and you lightsaber. go, it's a lightsaber. Like every, same as everybody and straight away look at a photo of him and go, oh, that's Darth Vader. Yeah. You know, like you just, all right, they might get his name wrong. Some people might call him Dark Vader and whatever, yeah. shit like that. But everybody knows who that is and what he's from. Yes. You know, and, and, and this is the same thing. So we don't need this explained. And there's no there's no real comedy to be got from it. Because there's the other bit as well, which there was a running gag with, with Deadeye as well and Willie where he kept referring to his human weapon, which was yes. a water pistol. Yeah. And you're like, look, I'm, I'm sorry, this, this doesn't work if your society is advanced enough that you've got photon drives and things like that. Yeah, and fucking spaceships. And laser guns, then you understand a water pistol. Yeah. Like in, in the same way that if all of a sudden a caveman showed up outside with a fucking stone hatchet, I wouldn't go, what is your prehistoric weapon? I would recognize it as a fucking hatchet. Like, yeah. even though it's made well, out of stone. To be fair, I wouldn't recognize it because I'd be running so fucking far the other way that uh, I wouldn't have time to look at it. Yeah, you know, you... Let's, be, let's be fair. Any, anybody comes at you with any sort of hatchet, whether it's, whether it's metal or stone or anything else, you fucking run. But, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, we, we, like we've gone past that technology. Yeah. So it's, it's not the thing of like any technology significantly advanced is indistinguishable from magic or anything like that. It's a fact of, no, this is technology that we understand. So therefore, yeah. to see a water pistol, you're going to go, oh, he's got a fucking water pistol. You're not going to yeah. go, oh, it's a magic human weapon. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work. No. And, and it would have been, been funnier if it was a soldering iron or something like that. Now then, you could maybe, like, you could explain that away, perhaps, because maybe yeah. they don't have soldering irons. Maybe they've got some other form of heat that they can use. But yeah, if, if they're using guns of any sort, yeah. if they're using laser guns, then you've gone yeah. through the process of understanding that you can have a handheld ballistic weapon that fires a projectile. And therefore, yes. at some point, you are going to have shot liquid through it. And yeah. you are going to understand what a water pistol is. And yeah. you are probably going to made one for your young to play with because yeah. that's who we are as a society, right? Again, because these stories are encoded in us, good versus evil, you know, and, and fighting and things like that. So, so it's all in it. So there is absolutely no reason why dead i would look at willie's gun and go oh it's a magic human weapon no, no it's a fucking water pistol and also i know you're in space still a fucking duck you should recognize water when you see it mate <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't actually thought of not that not being funny but <laughs> pretty sure ducks would recognize water well you think so wouldn't you you would think so um it's interesting that even though they're in space as well like the duck gets to be the naval stereotype like yeah. yeah, that's just encoded to ducks, isn't it? Yes. Like ducks are sailors and pirates and sea captains. That's just encoded yeah. to ducks. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they're on water, but maybe I couldn't help but notice that as well. Yeah, like he's he's kind of equal parts Donald and Daffy, isn't he? Like yes. he's he's a dead split with. Maybe that's why he's got four arms. Um, maybe both of them. Maybe maybe some sort of mutant bastard love child of Donald and Daffy. I don't know. Uh, well, and, maybe. I was, I was kind of trying to work out who the mother would be then, but obviously Daisy, because she definitely do Donald and Daffy together. Fucking four. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, as I that we we don't talk about this shit before we record because it's far more it's far more interesting if we don't know what I was going to say. I had assumed this was going to be right up your street. I've got to be honest. I it I should didn't, be. I mean, that's it. There there are problems with that. So we've we've talked about the um, some of the writing. We've talked about the pacing. We've talked about the positioning of of, of Willie Dewitt and having him there at all. But I, I honestly thought this was going to be quite high on your list of. Uh, of things to watch. I, th- I thought this was going to be right. No, this was going to be uh, a slam dunk. Right? I thought it was going to be quite an easy one. Yeah, I, I thought it would be as well. As I say, even though I didn't remember it that well, and I'm not come back to it, like everything about it screams me, don't it? It, it, it I yeah. should absolutely adore this show. Yeah. And and I was really excited to rewatch it. Like when it came up on the list, actually when we engineered its place into the list here. For those of you <laughs> that might have worked out what's going on, this had to be talked about at this point. Yeah. Um. I was very excited, very, very excited. And I don't know why we didn't go back and watch it earlier. It was one that I considered actually stumbling up for the DVDs for um, yeah. and, and never did. I don't know why. And now I'm kind of glad I didn't. And I don't know, it, it leaves me feeling very cold, I think. And, and that's because I come from this place of one minute being like on a serious high of like, look how fucking amazing this looks and look how imaginative it is and look how like how cool it is and i remember the game and the theme song rocks and they're all flying around in ships shooting lasers and i fucking love all of that and then i actually sit down and watch it and go yeah but it's really not very fucking good is it and and so so that drags me down but i think because i'm on such a high with the aesthetic of it and the and i'm so in love with the concept of it that i end up in the middle and so it just leaves me very kind of yeah all right I guess, like, I, I definitely think there are people out there who still love this and more power to you. You know, I am not by any means saying this is like the worst thing we've watched and people shouldn't watch it. I'm, I didn't have that adverse reaction to it. Mm. I was just really only able to find fault other than because all the good stuff was was very aesthetic. You know, it was all very shallow, the good stuff, unfortunately, and it doesn't need to be. Yeah. With with the exception of the theme tune, which is fucking ace. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Like, I think that's where I am with Bucky O'Hare now, is if ever I want a hit of Bucky O'Hare, like, I'm probably going to play the economy game, because that's fucking great. Um, yeah. I'll never stop playing that. But then rather than watch an episode, I'm just going to put the intro on, because the, that combination of that theme tune and that montage of just shit blowing up and spaceships yeah. flying around and it's like that'll do me that's what i yeah. want if the whole show was like that i'd fucking love it but it's not and that's yeah. the problem I, I think that's fair um and just talking the theme tune um punk rock factory did a really good cover of it on their um their album of kids tv um theme covers um but yeah i think you're right i mean i as i i came to it from a slightly different place having rewatched it um a while ago and Having gotten into it then more than so than I did originally, there's so many elements to this. The, the, so the standard sci-fi bits I really like. Um, the, the whole the, the, so the, the whole empire of all the just not the um, so the, the the dystopian parliament, all this also it all works really well. And the only bit that lets it down is the human aspect to it, which is you know, so tragically true of society in general. You know, we'll be better without the people. Um, yeah. But I think that's the bit that lets it down. But for me, I think I can. I can get past that enough because the 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 action sequences and the, sort of the the actual sci-fi bit of it, you know, the, the bits I'm expecting with the you know, the laser blasters and the, the spaceships and all that sort of shit, I find really engaging. I re- and I want more of that. 
to a point where mostly I'm willing to forgive um, Willie DeWitt and, and all that side of it. But again, given it's only 13 episodes, so it's only six hours and change, I can't do it in one hit. Whereas a lot of things we've watched have been longer and I've been able to sit down and say, right, I can do this all day. This one I can't. And I think that's prob- the, the problem with it is probably the pacing because every time you, you're getting into it and it's getting interesting, you then stop and go back to Earth and yeah. see Willie get shoved into a locker again. Yeah. And it does, and you know, again, it's interesting that you say you you weren't able to go through all thirteen. And again, just you know, comparatively, if you look back at Gargoyles when when we did that, mm. and we were on, I think we were on the opposite sides of the fence there initially with that, where I remembered it very fondly, and you couldn't remember it that much. Yeah. Um, but even though I remember it fondly, I couldn't remember too much of the story, and I distinctly remember sending you a message after I'd watched like the first six or seven in a row in yeah. one fucking hit. Where I was just like, look, this this fucking pilot episode is about two to two and a half hours long, or whatever it was. Yeah. And you are going to want to watch it all once you start. So set some yeah. time aside. And you, that's what you want from this in one go, isn't it? Like thirty yeah. episodes. What's that? Probably about five hours ish. I, I, I think they, they they come in just under half an hour. So I, th- I think you're probably looking at six hours and change. Okay. Call it six hours. Like potentially that's that's two or three days straight, which is what I did first season of gargoyles in you know mm. and it's that's what you want is you want that story to grab you and suck you in and do yeah. it in two or three days straight and it just doesn't because of all the fucking there, there were points where this genuinely felt like it had more in common with denver the last dinosaur than it did with <laughs> defenders of the earth or something like that or turtles because mm. of all that stupid pointless shit going on with willie and yeah, yeah. It just sucks the life out of it it's such a shame and and i'm I would genuinely 100% be up for any further episodes or media, whatever you want, whether it's comic books, stories, you know, episodes, however you want to feed me more Bucky or here. If somebody wanted to take a stab at it, I would 100% give it another go and just yeah. see what a different creative team could do. Or the same creative team, but pitched to a different audience now. I would 100% still be in. I'm Like, I don't hate it at all. Yeah. But it does just, yeah doesn't do anywhere near as much for me as I'd hoped it would, unfortunately. Which is a yeah, shame. Um, it really is a shame because I wanted to love it. And I still yeah. want to love it. I really do. There's a part of me that <laughs> really, really wants to fucking love this. But it just leaves me cold. Yeah. And I said that that was I said that was a surprise for me. But no, I said that's that's why we, we why we do the show. It's why we watch that we watch that back because it's it's always very difficult to go back to something you've watched as a child and, and and remember it in the same way and we we found that so many times and as i i say for, for me this one was something i was excited about because the last time i watched it i was i got more, a lot more of it than the first time so i was hoping i'd get more out of it again and in bits i did but in bits i didn't as well so i think them by and large i will go and finish the run again because i'm halfway through now it'd be rude not to but then i can see me quite easily not watching this again for a very long time yeah, so I certainly won't be splashing out on the DVDs. Yeah, was I? I don't think I'll ever watch this original series again. As I say I'll watch more, and now I know what's coming up next because I had to remind myself while we recorded this, this evening. Um, I'm I'm straight onto that. Like, forget watching more yeah. Bucky. I'm straight onto the thing we're doing next because I can't yeah. wait. That's I, I, I'm, I'm I'm very excited about that as well, actually. I was just even though it's something that I've never not watched anyway, to be honest, I am totally up for allowing and, myself time to watch lots of it. So and there are new episodes as well. I know, and I'm going to have to sign up for another subscription. I'll, in I'll, order give, you to my, get I'll give you my login here, all right? 
that would be much appreciated because I don't want to sign up for another streaming service. I should really cut down on the amount of streaming services. Yeah, so, oh, I, I, I've just uh, sent you a link as to why I'm broke for the next five years, so I should probably do the same, but never mind. But yeah, um, please don't cancel this streaming service then until after next episode. Um, yeah, no, this it, one will be staying anyway, it's fine. Well, the sleuths out there, we, we may as well not beat around the bush. Like, if people want to watch along and let us know your thoughts on it, like, we all, we're going to Fraggle Rock next episode. Fucking A. So, yeah, like, if anybody's got thoughts on that, besides your thoughts on Bucky O'Hare, you can just get them in early if you want, because yeah. you're going to have a fucking lot to say about Fraggle Rock. Oh, yes. I mean, we we talked about Fraggles when we started Who Wins. We did a very yeah. early um, episode with, um, was it Fraggles and Smurfs? It was Fraggles and Smurfs, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I've 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 got a lot of interest in this one as well. Um but yeah, I mean just jumping off from there really, I mean obviously we've we've kind of had different opinions on uh on Bucky O'Hare, which doesn't happen that often. We're generally quite aligned. Um but I'd love to know what people think. Um I'd love to know what people's memories are, so especially if it's something that you did watch as a child a million fucking years ago when we were kids as well. Um and yeah, know what what your thoughts are on it now. Um so by all means so get in touch on Twitter at SMPD Pod. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, uh, where you can find our previous episodes of this show and our other, other shows as well. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube with the Double M Podcast Network. So like, share, subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts from, like, share, subscribe. Leave some messages back to you as best we can. Until next time. Let's croak some toes. Let's croak us some toes.